Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Folks, I am so excited to have Taylor Ellard joining us today on the microphone. We're going to talk about podcasting. And Taylor is the National Business Development Specialist. But anyway, you are a leader because you have an amazing podcast that's so successful. And we're getting a lot of inquiries, Taylor, about starting podcasts. Should we as a company start a podcast? Should I start a podcast as an originator? I mean, that's some of the questions. I've been doing one now for 14 years. You've been doing one for a while. I want to get into talking about that. But before we do, let's let our listening audience get to know you. Yes, absolutely. So I graduated 10 years ago from college and I graduated with a broadcast journalism degree. Went to Radford University, go Highlanders. But what I gathered with that was really loving to be behind the mic. I was the morning announcer in high school. So I think I've always had this love for being behind the mic and reading a teleprompter. And I channeled that into graduating. And that led me down a road of social media and digital, mainly in the lending sphere. So I've been in the lending world for about seven years now and landed at home Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. And we have just thrived. And we knew we had a need for a podcast. And I was excited to take on that task. So here I am. Well, we got introduced by Emily Farley, who I get the honor of coaching. She is the executive vice president, head of production there at the company. What an amazing company, Atlantic Bay. The more I learn about this company, I'm going, this is one of those special, special companies and the story needs to be told. And you're doing a great job of doing just that through your podcast. So let's start with this question. Again, basis for this whole interview is love to get to know you better and all that. And I want our audience to get to know you, but they can do that by listening to your podcast. So let's give a shout out at the beginning of the podcast and we'll do it at the end of the podcast. What is your podcast and how can the people find it? Absolutely. So it's Lending Forward. It's everywhere you find your podcast. And we are talking all things lending, real estate, financial industry related topics, coaching, you name it. We're uncovering raw stories and providing solutions and really sprinkling in some Atlantic Bay way. And you're doing a great job of it. I've listened to a number of your podcasts and a lot of it comes into the delivery of it, the messaging, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but let's start with this. Why did Atlantic Bay decide to start a podcast? It sounds like that was not your idea, someone else's, and you signed up for the job. Is that correct? I think it was a little bit of both. There was the need, and I wanted to solve that need. And we just needed a platform where we could really talk about things that are relevant in the industry and have those conversations of being able to just highlight what mortgage bankers and agents are going through right now, what borrowers are up against right now. And this speaking platform just felt so organic 
organic and natural and being able to highlight some of our mortgage bankers, some of their amazing agents and just really having that platform to do so. It was a need and we found the way, thank goodness, but it was a labor of love and it continues to be. So it was kind of a joint thing. You saw the opportunity, they saw the need, and you guys came together like uh, chocolate and peanut butter, as that Reese's commercial goes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the, the focus. Was it originally intended to be external and internal or internal and then went external? Talk a little bit about what was your original mission? So really, it was from a recruitment standpoint, being able to talk about the company and highlight it humbly, telling our story. And really, that's what a podcast is, is just storytelling and being able to extract information that unless you are inside of Atlantic Bay, you would not know. So it is, has always been external facing. We never really thought about it internally, although I will tell you, I mean, it's pretty smart to have an internal podcast to get a message to the employees that work for you, whether that's bank world or other financial institutions and beyond. But we've got proudfully over a thousand employees at Atlantic Bay and it's just growing exponentially. But I will say we've always pretty much had the goal of external facing podcasts. That's good. Uh, I think there is a, a need to communicate from within, but that doesn't mean you can't use an external facing to communicate right. from within. And I think it's the transparency that you do a great job at. It creates an opportunity for transparency, which is so important. What went into launching this podcast? A lot of people go, I would start one, but it sounds so daunting. So what went into it? So it's twofold. I think I hear when people say you can get very caught up in the overthinking piece of it, right? You can plan until you're blue in the face to launch this thing. And it, will it go right? Will I ask the right questions? Will people want to listen to it? So let's get that out of the way right now. Just do it. I mean, if you think there's a need, solve the problem, just get out there and do it. But I was one of those, like, I, I just got to get it with a, a bow on top and let it fly. And that was not the case that I needed to push. And I surely said, I'm going to do it by this date. And we did it. But going into it, coming up with a name, that's no easy feat, right? Because that's the brand. This is who we are. Lending Forward, powered by Atlantic Bay. And that came that messaging, knowing who our target audience was and who that demographic that we wanted to speak to every time was, we wanted to incorporate a name that was powerful. So lending to allude to the industry, obviously, but that also means lending forward knowledge, lending a hand from a, you know, your charitable arm and then forward, forward thinking. So coming up with first your target audience and then the name and then what types of people would come on? How do you keep your listeners engaged? So really planning that out is initially all you technically need. I think from a content perspective, you got to ask the right questions. Talking about the equipment, let's start with that. Cause a lot oh. of people say you've got to spend thousands of dollars on equipment and yeah. that's just yeah. not true. Talk about what kind of equipment did you start with? That will help people. Well, I mean, you got to love Amazon, right? Because I think you can learn a lot from the reviews on Amazon, but you can even just get a $50 mic and just start with that. You can download some software to be able to edit yourself and just play around with it. Have your friends come on just to start with that. You've got the headphones, you can get the mic, you can get the piece that gets your S's and your pops out. Yes. Or the shock. I can't even remember what it's called because I don't have it because you don't need all of the bells and whistles. I've got a pop filter. I haven't never used it. It's just like, See? it's not what it's about. It's about the message. So you talk about a microphone. I mean, the one I happen to be using is a thousand dollar microphone. There's the $50 microphones. And honestly, for the most people, they're not going to hear a whole lot of the difference. And so you can go with the more affordable one. The guy that co-hosts my podcast, Jack Nunnery, reached out and bought one of those $50 ones. And I'm amazed at the quality of it. 
and it plugs right into the computer. But talking a little bit about the equipment, you have to go into a switchboard. Give a shout out to Rhodes. They came out with a Podcaster Pro. I love that board. It's a wonderful board, but you don't need that. You can just use your computer right on out. That's what I do. I don't have one. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think it's easy just to have a mic and be able to go live in places that it's easeability of being able to do it from wherever. And that's also nice when you have guests and you want to sit down with them and just say, Hey, here, I've got two mics, plug one in your computer. I'll plug one in mine. We're going to go live. We're going to record right now. Yep. They got the little lavalier mics. Also Rhodes have those. I'm kind of a fan of Rhodes equipment. They have the two lavaliers and it plugs right into your computer. Nice little splitter that takes care of it and all that. When you talked about downloading some editing software. I use Audacity. It's free. It's really very robust. Is there anything else that you would recommend that you've looked at? Honestly, you can get Zoom or Teams. It's that simple and just hit record. Don't overthink it. I mean, you shoot yourself in the foot when you do that, because honestly, you can just get it and go and you want to step up to the bells and whistles if that's the route that you'd like to go or continue this. I mean, you can get an editing tool or you can use a company that edits it. We use a company that edits our stuff, Castos. They're awesome. But again, like you said, they'll pull the ums, the ahs, because you will, by the way, have some uncomfortable guests or it feels like you're pulling teeth. But I'll say don't let the equipment debilitate. Just get something and then you can always modify. Yep. We've used Castos in the past. They're a good company. They do a great job. I am so particular about the audio quality that we went and hired our own person that does it, Nikki Whitaker. She does a phenomenal job of doing that. But again, to the point, it's the message. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I think when people try to make everything perfect, Taylor, I think they miss the biggest part of this thing. Make it organic. And there's something more authentic when it isn't exactly perfect all the time. I tell Nikki, when you're editing, leave some of the goof ups in there. It just makes it a little more credible. That's one thing I coach to some of our mortgage bankers as well. And that's with video content. You need to be relatable. You're human. So if it's okay to stumble and fumble over your words. I mean, not everybody is a broadcast journalism major. That comes to the video and audio. Should we do both? I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Most people listen on an audio basis, even if you have the video. So video is used less than 20% of the time when it comes to the actual listing. They may listen to it on YouTube and then therefore the video is playing. But the reality is they're not watching it. Talk a little bit about that if you could. So I think it's a valid question. Do we do both? Do we just do the one audio piece of it? And I think there's value in video because you're able to break it down into bite-sized consumable pieces for social media purposes or YouTube. I do think that there's a lot of value in the video because people want to know you, see you. But I will say, I mean, when people are getting their podcasts, they're doing something else. They're not watching. They're either driving or they're getting ready in the morning. Like that's when I listen to my podcasts when I've got free time away from children and it's my own time. That's where I listen, but I'm also not watching it. So I see both sides and there's no problem in recording on Zoom or Teams and then using your phone to kind of snip it up and maybe it's not a full video aspect to it, but I see both sides of it. But if you're utilizing tools that are already on video, why not just chunk those up, like I said, into bite-sized pieces that you can push out on social? So this, what you're talking about right there is pushing out snippets, as we call it, out to social media to capture their attention, to draw them into listening to the full podcast, which really gets into some of the advantages of the messaging. So let's talk about some of the benefits that Atlantic Bay has realized as a result of it. First of all, it's beneficial for you because we would have never met had you not been doing this. And that's a great opportunity, but also, so that definitely helps a personal brand to go out there with it, but it really does help a company. 
talk about the benefits and if you can give some stories to that, that sure. kind of give credence to the benefits. Absolutely. So I think not only does it benefit myself and being able to do what I love and be able to push that out on social media, but as far as helping Atlantic Bay, my goal was always to alleviate the conversation of who is Atlantic Bay. I wanted people to get a peek behind the curtain, if you will, as to who Atlantic Bay is well before they even pick up the phone to call. I wanted them to just know and spread the word. But I think for me, I can tell my story. I wouldn't have met you. I've had Jeff Simfer, Dave Savage, Phil Treadwell, Alec Hansen, all all of them I've spoken with just because of this platform. And they're huge heavy hitters in this industry. Our people love them. Our people love you. So it was such a God wink, but it was like something that was like, wow, how empowering should you feel that you've done this? Good job. I didn't know what to expect. Again, if you're getting into podcasting and you're kind of just like, I really want to do this. I don't know how to do it. But when you look where I am and you look back on it, I haven't done this very long, but I can tell you one thing the amount of doors it opens is astounding. And being able to have meaningful, impactful conversations in the industry and beyond is huge. So beside the fact that we are able to highlight some of the amazing things that Atlantic Bay does for its folks. We're also able to talk to agents and really navigate the waters of what's going on right now, but in turn, having some of our mortgage bankers on to tell their story so that when we get in front of the next generation of mortgage bankers, they can understand what it takes to be a good mortgage banker, some of the coaches that we deal with and what they're empowering their people. So that's kind of my story and a little bit of a nutshell. Everyone's focused on recruiting. Has your podcast actually helped recruit new loan officers or production people into your company? So when mortgage bankers come to a company, it takes years for mortgage bankers to make the switch, right? And so if we can, we, and we are pushing out the messages that we receive to some of the recruits and, and trying to tell them like, hey, listen to these conversations that Taylor's having with you or some other folks in the industry. It never it boils down to the one thing. So I can't say directly. And that's where we can talk about ROI. It's like social, right? It's a little bit indirect, but it's still very direct at the same time because you and I are going belly to belly. And I'm also, hey, I know someone who can benefit from this podcast that's struggling, that wants to go from the bank over to Atlantic Bay. We've got to figure out what that looks like. Here, listen to this podcast. It's incredible. It's empowering, but it's hard to quantify. And that's something that people will run into is we've got a great amount of listeners. Now, let me tell you, ask the question, I think is the biggest piece of it. If you ask the question, how did you hear about us? And they say the podcast. That's a win. It, it absolutely works so well. A lot of people say, but Dave, I don't have your bubbly personality. You clearly <laughs> have a bubbly personality and you have a broadcast and media background. You've got training in that, but has that been the key to your success? I would not say that. I would say the key to my success has been, I'm tenacious. I want success for my podcast. And I think it doesn't take a bubbly personality. It takes having a goal. If you have a goal of what you want to achieve and how to guide the conversation towards that goal and really extract the greatness that comes out of these conversations with questions. Let me tell you, this is one big story and one big win on my part, because for the first five podcasts that I did, and I don't know if you go back and listen that you can tell any difference, but I always had like 10 questions and I knew I wanted to cover each of those questions, but I found I wasn't actively listening because yes. I was so busy trying to stick to those questions 
questions that I wasn't really getting the meat and potatoes out of what the conversation at hand was. So I quickly learned to pivot from that, have a few questions that I know I want to cover, but don't by any means stick to that. Let that be the roadmap and then ask the questions in real time. So that's a big nugget. If I can provide anything as learning how to actively listen, I'm talkative by nature. So I think if I just dial it back a little bit, don't feel so pressured towards the questions and move forward. I think that's a great point. Jason Marks has one of my favorite songs, You Do You. When anyone tries to be a Taylor or a Dave Lickin or a Phil Treadwell or any of the others out there that are doing such a great job with the podcast, when you try to imitate someone else, you are faking it and you're not being real. And I think things come across with a greater sense of authenticity, genuineness, and connection ability, more connection power when you be you. And that's what that song talks about that. What would you say to those that are trying to be something else? What's the importance of being you? Your listeners hear that. They hear if you are not coming across as yourself. I mean, it could be painful for them. You might turn people away and that's okay too. I mean, not everybody's going to love your podcast. That's just reality. You run around people out there. They go, she's too this, or he's just too that. And that's fine. There's someone else out there that does what they like to listen to better. So let them go find them. Got to get a little bit of a thick skin too, to a certain degree, because you do get some feedback that's like, ouch, that hurt. And honestly, I mean, if you're in sales, you kind of know what to expect, right? I feel like you could take it or leave it. But for those who aren't in sales that are interested in this. Just be organic, be yourself, know what the common goal that you're trying to achieve is and work towards that in a way that you're going to extract the information. You don't have to be bubbly. Not all people that are on these podcasts are bubbly. Some people might be a little bit monotone and that's fine. As long as you've got that message, like you said, as long as you are clearly giving this message, one or two pieces for people to walk away with, then you've done a good job. So how do you organize your interviews? You talked about not reading scripts. I think that's so important. I think I go through the questions before I start it, but then I just turn on the microphone and let the conversation flow. But how do you organize it? I honestly, I know who I'm going to talk to. I know what their superpower is. And then I want to extract that by asking the meaningful questions. In my podcast, at least, I always end it with, how are you lending forward? And I don't ever tell them how to perceive that question. That's my flagship. So I'm always sticking to that. And so maybe you create your own flagship and let it kind of guide its way into what makes the most sense for whoever you're meeting with. And that be whether that comes through in question form or that you want to talk about a certain topic. I personally plan out topics pretty far in advance. I'm booked until August right now. And for me, that's like huge because I just started. But each one of them, I want to pull something that's meaningful and having the conversation that is going to provide the listener with as much as they need to come back for more and even go and research the person that I'm having on. So yeah, that's really, really important. You cover things with both substance and energy. I mean, I listen to some people that have substance, but they deliver with the worst energy in the world. And then there's people that just deliver lots of energy and you go, What did I really get out of that? And so I think you have to have a combination of both. Yeah, it's important. I mean, it's important to be humble and it's important to influx your voice. But I think that that came for me pretty organically. It's natural for me to use my hands and be very passionate about my messaging. One thing that I've learned throughout these last six months has been my nervousness shows as compassion and energy. And I think that I've powered into that somehow over the years. I know I'm nervous, but I'm going to come across with this big energy and I know I'm passionate about this. And so that messaging shows through. What are some tips, tricks, and recommendations you have for a company considering starting their own podcast? Oh, that's a good one. So tips. Tips would be 
figure out who your target audience is and what is it that you're trying to accomplish. So whether that's exuding your core values of your company through a podcast or that's preaching about something or talking about finance, whatever it is, figure out who your target audience is and do so accordingly. Alter your messaging to make sure that it's true to those folks. And then I guess for tricks, I would say, learn what's working for you. Go to your closest friends and family and say, what are things that you think I'm really good at when I'm talking to you? Do I ask a lot of questions? I mean, I I should hope that anybody could be able to podcast. It does take a fair amount of planning. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. But as far as tricks goes, I would say just do it. Don't plan to where you debilitate. Plan to where you're going to get that job done and it's going to look great and you'll always be your own worst critic, but just do it. Even though people are like, oh, I can't listen to my voice anymore. I'm like, just do it and and don't even listen back. As long as you're giving your people what they need, that's all that matters. But I will say, give yourself grace through it. You'll learn. I'm always trying to educate and I'm always trying to grow and have grit. And so I think that not sticking to the bullets and the questions, that was learned. I didn't know that going in. I could have planned out questions for 25 episodes, but I know now better. I know I extract more and give a good interview so much better when I'm actively listening. Well, we'll put a link to the interview you did with me on your podcast, and we'll also put lots of links in there so people can come and get a hold of you and watch and listen to you. I think you do such an outstanding job. And I think the most important part that you're talking about is have a general idea where you want to go, but most importantly, be you. As that Jason Mark song says so well, you do you. Everyone else is taken. You do you. No one else is taking you. That's great. That's great great messaging. Great successes. How can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you, learn more about your company, learn more about you, and learn more about your podcast? How can they reach out to you? Absolutely. So you can visit AtlanticBay.com to hear more about Atlantic Bay, which I love so much. And then Taylor Ellard, E-L-L-A-R-D. But my Instagram is lending underscore forward where I promote the podcast. But if you'd like to find the podcast, it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Lending Forward. That's great. Doing a great job. Thank you so much for taking some time, sharing some of your ideas of what's made you successful and help hopefully inspire some others to get their podcasts up and running. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy our time. I enjoy our time together so much too. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week. And thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.